Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. China is right now cornering the market on rare earth material at breakneck speed. And I've been referencing an article from back in 2015 from a mining industry publication called Mining.com, where they've charted the course of China's influence in countries like the Democratic Republic of Congo and their acquisition of mining rights. What started with a handful of mines here or there is now the dominant force of mining in Africa. It's China. And what China is doing is deploying its military to protect the mines from rebel forces while they are paying these children pennies a day to work these mines. It's like out of a, out of a sick movie. And here we are promoting endlessly these electric vehicles while we are forbidden, essentially, from mining our own resources. Joe Biden not only signed a series of executive orders that were crushing to our natural oil. I refuse to call it fossil fuels. I, I'm not going to call it natural oil and natural, natural gas. These are naturally occurring sources of energy. Yes, they require refining, but the sources are natural. Coal is natural. Oil is natural. Gas is natural. These are natural things in our, on our planet. As is rare earth, nickel, cobalt, you name it. But Joe Biden signed a moratorium on rare earth mining. Now, if you watch any scientific-based documentary, and there's several on YouTube, that shows the process of creating a lithium-ion battery, it is anything but green by every metric. Even to the shock of some of the producers and the academics that produce these documentaries. It's essentially a hydraulic fracking process that creates toxic soil in the process and forever scars whatever land is used, unlike perhaps removing a drilling rig and moving on. But right now as we speak, you could see these muddy pools, and this is how it's done, in Congo with children in this toxic water. They're not wearing any safety equipment whatsoever. No shoes, no gloves, no nothing. They're just in this water pulling out pieces of, of material. The U.S. government is more focused on pronouns than producing energy. Nobody will tell you where they think these batteries will come from. And the media, some in the media, I should say, are having a little bit of a cockeyed response to Biden promoting $100,000. $100,000 electric SUVs, like the Hummer. Now, I have no problem with these vehicles. But if we're refusing to produce our own energy, no matter what energy it is we seek, the Chinese are not going to bow to any international agreement or concept of international law or anything that comes out of the UN. If we are just to boil it down, in the West, more focused on woke, the Chinese are going to eat us alive. It's just that simple. 
And we're all sitting here worried, when are they going to invade Taiwan? Well, they're watching NATO's slow, bloated, ineffective response to Russia. Are we sending tanks? Maybe we're sending tanks. Oh, we'll send them a year from now. Are we sending jets? No, we're not sending jets. We don't want to escalate. The fact that Western intelligence, NATO and the United States, knew there was a buildup for months and hemmed and hawed. Remember, it was the Obama-Biden administration that refused to send lethal aid to Ukraine back in 2014. And part of the negotiation led by Bill Clinton to make Ukraine a separate nation involved them giving up nukes. Now, you can argue, well, they were the Russians' nukes. I mean, I guess they had to give them back, but did they? In other words, Ukraine was set up to fail. Ukraine was set up to fail by globalists who care more about optics. NATO is proving to be this sort of archaic, bloated, ineffective institution. And the talk of Finland joining or Ukraine joining, China is watching and watching to see how much NATO and the United States will contribute to this. Will will the contribution be detrimental during high inflation? low recruiting. They're watching everything we're doing right now. And as they watch the wheels of politics in the United States turn, they're like, oh, you guys want to drive EVs? Fine, we're going to quarter the market on the materials. It's been noted by many that Afghanistan is rich, rich beyond our wildest dreams in rare earth materials. And what did we do? We not only pulled out, we couldn't stay there forever. People can argue that one back and forth. But we essentially handed over the country to a terrorist organization who the Chinese don't give a flip about human rights in their country. They want access to those materials and they will get it just as they don't care. If five-year-olds are mining Rare earth materials for pennies on the dollar a day. Who cares? China doesn't care. I'm not saying, but think about this. American oil workers are, first of all, adults. And in some states, they're in unions. So when you talk about ethical sustainability or whatever it is, don't talk to me about child labor and the African continent and all this other stuff. You want to say, well, you know, pollution affects African-Americans more than other groups. Well, how do you think it affects actual Africans? You want to talk about children of color getting asthma from natural gas stoves? First of all, that's a lie. But what about African children if you care so much? If you care about African children, you should drive an American-made combustion engine car. That's what you should do. And it's no joke with the World Economic Forum wanting you to eat bugs. That's not a joke. And it's also not a joke that this move to EVs is simply a stepping stone. It is a temporary move. The goal is to get you out of privately owned transportation altogether. It won't be very long. See, after they vanquish oil and natural gas, then you'll start seeing the inhumane treatment of children in these mining operations. 
And if you had two choices, would it be A, to cut taxes in this country, to grow our economy through a cut in spending, the penny plan, a spending cap, the fair tax, the flat tax, to open up mining lands for mining the materials you say we need. You're telling us we need these batteries to air fingers, quote, power the future, but you won't let us make them here in the United States. Then once this whole smart power notion of, well, we'll form an international coalition and we'll put pressure on the Chinese and the UN will have none of this. When that fails, the hammer will come down and they'll say, we, private transportation is killing the globe. I mean, it's not even a day past and already our friends over at Slate want new taxes on the EVs. Oh, that's right. I thought it was tax credits. No, it's new taxes. The left-minded among you are not in favor of your freedom of movement. Not all of us could afford a 1967 mint condition Corvette. But if you're looking at this report, if you haven't looked at it, it's on my, my Twitter feed quite clearly shows children. Now, this is the kind of thing I thought left-wing journalists would be in favor of. But they're not because if it makes their environmental movement, their beloved environmental movement, look worse than the oil industry, they're not going to report on it. They're just not going to report on it. As I said, we don't have children working in the oil industry in this country. We have grown men, grown women providing for their families. Again, many of them in unions with very strict safety standards. And if there's a spill here or a mine collapse there, we have a legal system to deal with this. None of that exists in Congo. The Chinese are moving in. They are buying off the governments. They are using child labor and they are cornering the market on the batteries. And the only thing we're getting from Joe Biden is weakness. And there seems to be a little hemming and hawing on whether or not some of these venture capital deals that Hunter Biden was involved in involve any of this mining. Because the Chinese would love to say, well, you could talk about how we treat these kids and you could talk about the environment, but you're, you're invested in it, President Biden. Your son is. I mean, maybe you told the world that you don't know what he's up to, but we do. Wine 695 Patriot 9572874. Let me read to you from mining.com, December 2015 edition. Headline The Chinese Scramble to Mine Africa. A more than 25 fold jump in investment in fewer than 10 years. That's how fast China is gaining control over Africa's mining industry. And Beijing's push is not ending anytime soon. And I quote, in order to overcome shortages of essential mining commodities, as well as to secure long-term sustainable supplies for its ambitious economic development strategy, the government of China empowered and encouraged a number of domestic state-owned and private companies to actively pursue mining deals throughout the world. Since the strategy is also known as Two Resources, Two Markets, was launched in 2006, Africa quickly became the most desirable region for China and Hong Kong-based companies hunting for mining deals globally. Quote, 
The scale of China's expansion in Africa is just mind-blowing. In less than 10 years since Chinese authorities called for mineral resource diversification globally, the number of major mining mineral processing assets in Africa with China headquartered companies' interest increased from only a handful in 2006 to more than 120 in 2015. That was eight years ago. Where do you think they are now? That was eight years ago. Now, if somebody comes along and says, well, well, what did Trump do about it? Trump was growing our energy portfolio, creating energy independence here, while cutting taxes on businesses and individuals and growing our economy. Weintick 695 Patriot. That's what we were doing under a President Trump. I don't often read thediplomat.com. It's an Asian Pacific news site. Headline yesterday, Minerals and China's Military Assistance in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Beijing's growing investments in strategic resources in the DRC go hand-in-hand with increased military assistance intended to secure those assets. China's growing investments in the mining sector in the Democratic Republic of Congo allow it to demand special treatment. The Congolese army has been deployed several times to protect Chinese mining interests in the volatile east of the country in line with this cooperation, China's also offered training to the Congolese military personnel as well as security assistance for Chinese companies. Arms sales are likely to follow as both Russia and Western partners face new difficulties. Of the 19 cobalt operations in the DRC, 15 are now owned or co-owned by Chinese entities. The five largest Chinese mining corporations with interest in cobalt and copper in the nation have access to credit lines from Chinese state banks totaling an astounding $124 billion. All told, 70% of the world's cobalt is mined in the DRC and 80% of that output then heads to China for processing. So where the hell are we getting the batteries? Where are we getting the batteries? We're going to be getting them from China because we can't make them here. One factor behind China's growing dominance in the DRC mineral sector is the inaction of the U.S. government. There it is. Inaction of the U.S. government. The Chinese are carving up Africa faster than we can keep track of. And what are our intelligence services doing? They're chasing around parents who speak up at school board meetings. Our military is spending more time on drag queen shows while the Chinese are playing a game. We're playing checkers. They're playing chess. Actually, they're playing Stratego. Does anyone remember Stratego? They're playing Stratego. We're playing Candyland. We're playing Candyland. They're playing Stratego. We're playing pin the dress on the gender neutral figure. They're playing Battleship. This is not a joke. So this talk about a coming invasion of Taiwan or a head to head between the United States and China, when people say we're not ready, that's not that's not even just military readiness. Economically, we're not ready. Here we are destroying our energy sector at a time when predictions are that war's on the horizon. Weintick 695, Patriot 9572874. So you saw Biden yesterday promoting a $100,000 vehicle. 
Right? They keep saying tax credits, tax credits. First of all, even with a tax credit, most people are not buying a $100,000 vehicle. And if we're getting rid of glass stoves and we're getting rid of combustion engines, where do you think we're plugging all this in? Is our grid ready? No, it's not. What powers our grid? Oh, wait, that's coal, oil, and natural gas. Whatever little fantasy these people have, that we're going to have pinwheels and mirrors that generate enough electricity to run, run our modern society, you are out of your mind. Out of your mind. This whole politics is the art of the possible. Maybe this stuff works in a sci-fi movie. It's not working in the real world right now. The Chinese are going with by all means necessary and all of the above. Headline, Slate. Left-wing website, Slate. With the picture of the Hummer that Biden was pictured in. If you want a car this heavy, you should pay through the nose. It's time to tax vehicles for weighing too much, even if they're electric. Wait a second. I thought you said you were going to give us tax credits to drive these vehicles. On Sunday, President Joe Biden directed his megawatt grin toward a worthwhile cause, getting Americans to ditch their gas-powered cars. Quote, on my watch, the great American road trip is going to be fully electrified, he tweeted, pushing the up to $7,500 federal tax credit Americans can now receive by buying new electric vehicles. A picture showing him smiling in front of a GMC all-electric Hummer. There were, very few, there were very few problems here. For one thing, with an MSRP of $110,000, that EV is too expensive to qualify for the tax credit. For another, the 4.5 tons is hardly an environmental standard bearer, and one recent study found that it actually is worse for climate change than gas-powered sedans. And finally, imagine getting hit by that thing. So now they want a massive tax not tax credit, tax on these vehicles. It's kind of like offering somebody COVID relief, then taxing them next year as if that was part of their income. In other words, you're going to pay for it. You're going to pay for it. After writing all the cons of this vehicle, it says to sum it up, the purchase of each oversized EV makes climate change harder to mitigate while placing other road users at greater risk. Economists call these societal costs externalities, a kind of market failure that unaddressed leads to skewed purchase decisions because buyers see only their own cost, ignoring those borne by everyone else. The economist's solution, a tax or fee that forces cons uh, consumers to consider their choices impact on others. So they want to tax these EVs, unless we're all going to be driving around in these tiny little clown cars, trying to get our families from point A to point B and our groceries from point A to point B. And if God forbid you buy a piece of furniture or whatever it is, the Great American Road Trip, yeah, nothing says Great American Road Trip like sitting there with your arms tucked in and your knees together and having to charge the damn thing every 100 miles. This is not about getting you into an EV. It's about getting you out of a car altogether. China is preparing for a future dominated by China. And we are sitting around learning pronouns. Wintech 695 Patriot 9572874. Cap the spending. Impose the penny plan. Cut taxes. Grow the economy. Increase investments in defense. Open up land for drilling and mining. And beat the Chinese at their own game. 
Smart power is not going to work here. And having John Kerry, look at us. It's almost extraterrestrial. We took time out of shaking hands and counting our millions to fly here to shake hands and count millions and carve up the world for the little people. It's almost as if we're aliens descending down to save the little people from themselves. This is not hard. It's not hard. But it's not going to happen with Biden in the White House and and Democrats in charge of the Senate. Weintick 695, Patriot 957-2874. I got more. We're right. They're wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.